Welcome into Wednesday. Mike Steely along with Josh Helmer. You heard uh, Parker on with Chris Blank today. Uh, Toby got uh, Parker to come talk to his journalism class today. So that's happening a little bit later on. Therefore, we have, ladies and gentlemen, the very capable and the supremely talented Josh Helmer joining us today for two hours right here on Steel Man and Thune. How you doing? What's going on, Steely? How are we doing? Good afternoon, I'm, my I'm friend. I'm ready for Bedlam, man. I, well, am I? Yeah, I think I'm ready. It's going to be interesting. Feels like the season's on the line for Oklahoma because it is, right? Surely. Yeah, It's uh, the, the interesting thing about this week is frustration from last week. And, you know, for me, we're going to find out which way the direction of the season's going to go now. This week, I mean, some would say, okay, yeah, you maybe you found that out last week in Lawrence, and time will tell on that. But if you get through this hurdle in Stillwater, if you can slow down Ollie Gordon and company enough, well, then all of a sudden we look up and peruse the rest of the schedule and say, okay, I think this team's probably going to make its way to Arlington. But if you don't take care of business this week, then, okay, maybe this thing's going to spiral out of control a la last season. Yeah, and uh, look, clearly this is a much better Oklahoma team than it, was, than it was a year ago. But, you know, once the Sooners won in the Cotton Bowl, those aspirations, goals, you know, the thoughts of the fans certainly changed. All of a sudden, wow, you know, this team might be able to make the college football playoff and have a little bit of defense to go along with some offense. But, you know, the Texas hangover, are you buying that? Some of the fans, well, you know, they put movies out and celebrated too much and T-shirts – I don't buy any of that, but the Texas game was played October 7th. That was a long time ago in a football galaxy far, far away. You can't be thinking about that game. I don't think they were. They just haven't executed very well. And I really think, you know, what happened in the Central Florida game when the defense stuffs the Knights four times in a row to start the game and the offense gives them seven points and Zach Schmidt misses two field goals and all the air goes out of the balloon, you should be up 21 to nothing or at least, you know, 17 to nothing or something. And all of a sudden, you find yourselves in a ball game. It feels like ever since then, even as poorly as they played last week in Lawrence, still had a chance to win the game, right? Just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. But when you put yourself in that situation so many times, Christopher Walken and Russian Roulette and the deer hunter, eventually the bullet got him, right? Eventually. And – what I want to find out about this team, again, we'll begin to this week and beyond, but what's the writing on the wall? Because I go back now, and though there's been defensive improvement, clear defensive improvement, now it's going the other direction a little bit, and there were signs along the way that they were closer than probably there should have been games versus an SMU. Mm-hmm. Versus a Cincinnati, the more and more information we accrue, closer than probably they, they should have been. Is that more of what Oklahoma is, or is the Texas game what Oklahoma is? I don't know right now. Well, and here's a question I want to ask Sooner fans. I was going to do this for the sec- second segment, but you kind of let into it right there. So we can, uh, we can uh, you know, get the Brent and the Dylan audio going in the next segment. Um, when you're a fan, you always want to, you know, kind of excuse what's going on with your football team. Right? Because you want to take the positive approach as much as you can. Now, I keep seeing this about the Oklahoma offense. Well, there's still this in the country, and they're averaging this many points a game. You put 73 on Arkansas State and 66 on Tulsa, and a ton of yards against two really bad football teams. I like Kevin Wilson. They're not very good. 
Um, you know, so, but you also put 28 on SMU and 20 on Cincinnati. Iowa State was a really good offensive game against a good defense. And I think Sooner fans were thinking, man, all right, you know, they had a little bit of a defensive letdown early in that game. And that's one that's aged beautifully for Oklahoma. So if I'm going to yeah. sit here and say yeah. Cincinnati and SMU, okay, maybe those, in particular Cincinnati, hasn't necessarily aged great, right? Well, Iowa State has. Well, and, and a lot of times as a fan, and, and I'm just throwing the question out there, right? Because you think, well, you know, there we're one play away. If Javante Barnes would have cut it the other way, you know, that's a touchdown. But, but you can't be – how many plays decide a football game? Five, uh, ten. Maybe. you got to make those plays, and they did in the Texas game. But, again, you know, kind of uh, the stats can lie. And, look, I really believe Oklahoma's an improved football team. I don't think there's any doubt about it as compared to a year ago. But maybe there was a little bit too much of, uh, you know, puffing your chest out after the Texas win. And maybe this team is just a, a good, improved football team. But it's, I, I don't know if we have a great team in college football. I've said that this team is a good team that has played great in really meaningful situations. Goal line stand in the Cotton Bowl. Big drive in the Cotton Bowl. You know, but, you know, some of the numbers, again, Arkansas State and Tulsa are about as far away from juggernauts as you can get. Yet they still keep elevating the Sooners' offensive stats. Uh, poor tackling last week, particularly in the first half. The scary thing is they seem to be regressing right now, right? That's the troubling thing. Absolutely. It- would you say Oklahoma played better down the stretch of last season, or did did they just stay sort of status quo throughout the entirety of last year? I guess what I'm asking, did Oklahoma trend down at the end of the season? Because I, I get the feeling that a lot of fans kind of felt like, okay, with the way the Cheez-It Bowl went versus Florida State, they were maybe in some ways trending up as the, the season ended. This is trending down clearly right now. Now, is there time to fix it? Absolutely. Yes, and it can 100%. start it can start this week. But given where the if it winds up the plateau versus Texas, the crescendo versus Texas, now it's headed the opposite direction. And I guess is that gonna be the trend with this staff through two seasons? Is it fair to say that about year one? Yeah, and, and look, even if they do lose to Oklahoma State this weekend, they're a six-point favorite. I, I think they'll beat West Virginia. I think they'll beat BYU and TCU. Now, you know, if they don't have Tommy Walker and they don't have Danny Stutzman and those injuries continue to linger and they get some bad breaks in that department, maybe they don't win out. They've got a great chance to win these last four. If Oklahoma goes out and punches Oklahoma State in the mouth and they go on a long drive and maybe stuff the Cowboys and Ollie Gordon on three plays and get the ball back, Oklahoma State is very capable of folding in that situation. We know the history of this series. Cowboys right now, they're thinking, man, we got this. <laughs> Do you see there? They're limping in here, man. Licking, we're, licking we're, their chops. We're playing great. But if Oklahoma punches them in the mouth early, the history of this series indicates Oklahoma wins and wins by a couple touchdowns, if not more. But is that, key, is that team that we're seeing right now capable of doing that? I haven't given up on them by any means. I'm just saying sometimes, again, I think as fans, and I get it, you know, we kind of think, well, man, have you seen the offense, though? They're still this and scoring, and they're still that and, you know, blah, blah, blah. They put 139 points on Arkansas State and Tulsa. Yeah, 50 on Iowa State. Other than that, it's been a little bit shaky. What, what you're saying I would agree with, and I think it's a fair critique or evaluation, is if you remove those two games, which in some ways they, they almost don't count, right? 
for Oklahoma. If you remove those, what is Oklahoma's offense? Yeah, is it right. as good as yeah. the numbers say? And in one instance versus well, a couple of instances, right? Iowa State, Texas, very very good performances. But there's some eh, there's some I don't know along the way too, and. Certainly that was magnified in Lawrence, of course, last week with the, the play call decisions on and on and on. Yeah, and, and I want to know what you guys think, 405-651-3439, because you guys are great. You always make really good points, and uh, we've got 99% really cool people on the uh, Kenny Meyer Chevrolet text line. We have a 1% trollage rate. I think now we're down to like 1%, <laughs> but we had it at like 4%, you know, when I first started. So we've eliminated many of the trolls. But, you know, again, have I given up on this team? No chance. I still think they're a lot better, but I want to see, you know, better football. You, the tackling in the first half was atrocious. And what we saw tackling-wise from Oklahoma earlier in the season in a lot of these games, you're like, man, that's much improved. That's how it's done right there in the open field. How many times do we see a flanker screen or a pass out into the flat and Gentry Williams bury somebody – Three three yards behind the line. Immediately, of boom. You know, and is and he's been hurt. I get it. He's he's back practicing. He looks like he's good to go this week, but uh, maybe it's a little bit of wear and tear. We'll see. But uh, your Oklahoma, again, you come out and like Nuke Lelouch wanted to do in Bull Durham, establish your presence with authority. If you do that against the Cowboys, they can fold very easily. History of the series. You can take that crowd out of it. Bottom line is, and this is again the the captain no brainer statement, but it, it can't start like it did in Lawrence. You can't no, come out and no. throw a pick six or cough the football up, and it leads to an easy Oklahoma State score. You have to have something positive, a couple of things positive early to take that crowd out of it a little bit, and then I think restore a little bit. I don't know that the foundation is shaken for Oklahoma, but restore faith on Oklahoma's sideline that, that, okay, yeah, this is going to be a bedlam like we're accustomed to having in the final bedlam. And, you know, for better or worse, this game, Steely, it, not only is it going to define the remainder maybe of the rest of the season and can they get to Arlington and on and on and on, the way the fan base feels going to the SEC and just the totality of this year, man, there was a big-time high coming out of the Texas game. And if you can win this one, I do think it sets the stage for the remainder of the season. But I also think it's going to be the temperature check for sort of how we go back and evaluate, okay, was that a successful jump in year two? A lot of it's going to come back to this game this yeah, week. Absolutely. I said 10-2 and two at the start of the season. and I think the number one goal was to get momentum, get the program, get the ship turned in the right direction heading to the SEC next year. I think they've done that unless the, you know, the season craters and they lose this weekend and they lose, say, to – uh, BYU or something or TCU, um, I still think they're going to, you know, uh, have a great chance to win this weekend. And if they win this weekend, I think they win out. Then you're looking at 11-1 and one and, uh, you know, should be in Arlington. Who do you play? That's another question. Think about this, though, for Oklahoma State, as we talked about. Oklahoma State wins this weekend. They've got UCF and Houston, right, on the road and then what? Is it BYU at home, I think, in the final game for Oklahoma State, if I'm not mistaken? I'm not going to put it past Oklahoma State to trip up, but, I mean, what yeah. you're laying out for me sounds like win-win. Oh, man, yeah. At UCF, at Houston, BYU at home for the Cowboys if they win this weekend. All right, hour number one presented by Last Year Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. That's 405 405- 
579-3113. Want to hear from you on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Just getting warmed up. Josh is in for Parker today, right here on Steel Man and Thune, on the home of Sooner fans. Keep it right here. All right, welcome back. 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Parker is uh, out today talking to T-Rose class. And uh, we've got the one, the only Josh Helmer with us today here on Steel Man and Thune. Hour number one, again, presented by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. They'll do great work for you. Uh, let's jump into some early Ortho Central clips of the day. Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now a Tri-City location that's doing a great job as well, serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full-service clinics treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Dead Brent Venables. Wish that OU was more aggressive down the stretch offensively against Kansas. I think the opportunity was there. Um, and, uh, you know, wishing is not going to do anything. But, uh, uh, you know, we do need to be maintain an aggressive mentality. Um, there's always that balance when you're trying to be efficient and, uh, you know, protect the football and, uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, at the right time, take your shots, for sure. We've got good players that can run past people and go up and make competitive plays. And uh, let's hear from Dylan Gabriel. Asked yesterday when he met with the media, were the Sooners not aggressive enough last week? I think that's for everyone to interpret them, themselves. But, you know, for for me, I'm just trying to be the best you know teammate I can and do my job to the best of my ability and uh, compete my butt off. You know, that's all I can do, and um, I'll continue to do that, so. Maybe this group of guys respond. You know, last year you guys would lose a game and, and maybe it would carry over. How do you feel like the guys have responded the last just few days? Yeah, they've responded well. Um, obviously, a tough pill to swallow, you know. But I'll, I'll just say this we're disappointed, but never defeated, you know. And, you, you know, the sun rises the next day and you got to be able to uh, come back and, and get back to work. So um, that's just a, a part of it. Um, but I've seen a bunch of guys who are ready to get back to work. So that's a. Uh, you know, pretty good uh, to, to see that. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. You know, we, we got it next week, and that's what we got to put all our focus into. There you go, Ortho Central Clips of the Day, brought to you by our friends at Ortho Central. Uh, are we ready to get to the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line? They're rolling in big time. Uh, I, think, uh, I think we're absolutely ready. DG, you get the impression that he feels they weren't aggressive enough? Yeah, a little bit, and you kind of get the same feeling from what Brent Venable said. I don't know, like, they're trying to bust Jeff Levy or anything, but, you know, they answered it about as well as they could. They, sure. They realized that. It's easier to say after the fact, but particularly on that third down play. It's like, how many times has Drake Stoops been open in that situation and makes a play and somehow gets to the sticks? Or yeah, you just got to – it was like they were playing more not to lose uh, down the stretch. I, I kind of got that feeling. The, the second down play, too, I know that this offense has had a lot of success, not necessarily in the Kansas game, but a lot of success with the designed quarterback read, right? Direct snap, yep. Gabriel, follow the blockers, away he goes. I would have liked to have maybe seen that as a, a play-action, run-pass option boot to where, okay, you basically – Gabriel can – he can slide on it and keep the clock – 
run in and burn a timeout if he wants to, but then you open up the possibilities for, who knows, somebody tugs on a jersey, pass interference, or you just make the easy completion. But- you know who loves the RPO is Teddy, Teddy Lehman. He <laughs> loves the RPO. You just say the letters RPO. Has it been driving he, him up a wall? He turns into like the Incredible Hulk, man. It's <laughs> it's He doesn't like it very much. So his, his thought is, just let my guys know that it's a runner up pass. Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's get to the uh, Kenny Palmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Still, man, I agree 100%. If we hit Oklahoma State in the mouth early on, it will let the air out of their cells, and they will dictate the confidence of our team and our defense to play a good game. I honestly think every time we don't hit a team in the mouth early, that team has a little bit more hope, and they play us tougher. Yeah, again, I, I just think the history of the series shows that. And the Sooners dug themselves a Grand Canyon-sized hole in Lawrence last week. They nearly crawled out of it, but they couldn't. Down 14 to nothing early. But, uh, again, Oklahoma State's coming in, man. They're flexing. They're, they're thinking, we got this. We, we've got the last ever bedlam, man. Fans get ready to chant SEC like mid-third quarter is what they're thinking, right? Oh, yeah. And if Oklahoma comes out and has some great things happen and all of a sudden it's 7 to nothing or 10 to nothing, and OSU's got a three and out and they stuff Ollie Gordon, that, that can change. It's a 60-minute no game, but the history of this series, if the Sooners punch and land a big one early in this matchup, they usually win. And Oklahoma State should expect to get OU's good. Right, I mean, coming off of what happened last week, I expect a, a spirited response from Oklahoma. If you can't get up for this game, that doesn't mean you're going to make every play or execute every play. But, man, you better be locked in and ready to go. You better be locked in and ready to go because you're going to hear for this, uh, you know, from the OSU fan base for a long time. And that will not be fun for Sooner fans and especially for the Sooner players. This would be a good question to – I mean, you and I can address it, but this is a nice one for maybe Parker to address tomorrow. What do you think the odds are that uh, Oklahoma looks for a running back out of the portal, obviously a high-quality one? Because we both – Taylor Tatum, right, supposed to be a star. But uh, it's clear right now injuries, of course, a bit of a factor in this, but – they are not where they'd like to be top to bottom in the running back room. So it's not crazy. I don't hate it. You know, we were thinking before the season that if they had somebody in the portal from the running back room, it would be because they had so many good running backs they couldn't play everybody. Um, you know, and everybody saw what Sawchuck did in the cheese at Bowl. He was highly recruited. Uh, everybody saw that Barnes had a lot of potential. He's highly recruited. They get Caleb Hicks. They get Hollywood Smothers. We, we've seen a little bit of those too, but not, not much at all. They were both highly recruited as well. But, yeah, if they can get a, a better player there, you know, absolutely. I think they'll they'll look to upgrade, man. They will look to upgrade. And right now, they don't have a difference maker at running back. Tawi Walker's story's great. If you had him the remainder of the game last week, you probably win. Probably. But you didn't. This is the question uh, or the statement we're trying to get to the bottom of here. You're never as good as your best game. You're never as bad as your worst game. And we're trying to figure out for Oklahoma, I think, Steely, what the in-between is. Yeah, we just don't know. I mean, uh, there are a lot of question marks right now. But the the one thing you can look at last week, I don't know that the Sooners can play much more poorly than they did last week, and it still came down to the last play. And Kansas is a pretty good football team. They're not great defensively. They are really good offensively. Lance Leipold's done a really good job with that squad. But uh, the Sooners still should have won the game, and they almost did win the game. 
this team has plenty of talent. This is from K-Dub in the 918. It looks pretty obvious based off the sub packages, play calling, and musical chairs with running backs and offensive line that there is dissension in this coaching staff offensively top to bottom. None of them are on the same page. That's uh, – what, what do you make of that? That is uh, quite the charge there. I, that, that's a big leap for me. But, you know, it, it does look like musical chairs sometimes on the offensive line, doesn't it? Let me, there's, there's not a lot of continuity there. And I guess that's Bill Biedenboe's call, right? Sure. But – Run game offensive line – and I should say running backs offensive line has not been as good as we hoped, right? There's been some spurts from the offensive line where, you know, the uh, end of the UCF game, the final couple of drives, okay, that was encouraging. But pass protection at times has been really good. But the run game and getting the the exact five, we've never gotten there this season. Oklahoma hasn't. And the running backs obviously has been what the running back situation has been. It's not been good enough. So those have been challenges. And then I just look at last week and Lebby called a bad game. Right? I mean, I don't know that there's much else you could say beyond <laughs> Lebby got a little conservative and called a bad game. Cole in Kansas City says, we should take Ollie Gordon in the portal, LMAO. Yeah, he definitely would be welcome. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Well, he's playing right now, John no doubt. From, John from Bartlesville says, y'all are dreaming. What are we dreaming about? The OSU team is going to fight to the death. Hate does that for you. Well, I'm just saying, but John, the history of the series – has not shown that. I'm not saying that Oklahoma State will quit, but there's been a little bit of a mental block situation with some Oklahoma State teams when they get down to Oklahoma. Well, and I mean, there just has been. Mike Gundy has coached very conservatively in that series. I'm not saying it'll be over. I'm saying the problem could be in this game, if Oklahoma gets punched in the mouth, that could also be a problem. Because this team right now, they're they're I'm not saying they're totally reeling but they, they clearly don't have the momentum coming into this matchup. So There's only so much you can block out, right, yeah, in the course right. of a week or the course of a year. Oklahoma State's coaching staff, the players, I mean, they know. This is – it's large for Oklahoma because of the implications of the rest of the season. And you don't want to have hanging over you, okay, you lost the last bedlam and all of that. But in some ways it's larger for the Oklahoma State fan base and players to, to – Take that, Oklahoma, right? So those players, they're hearing that all week, all week, all year, all offseason. So if you can come punch them in the mouth a little bit early, that's not only going to deflate that stadium, I think it's going to take a bite out of this Oklahoma State team a little bit too because they, again, Steely, they're hearing it, the importance of what this game means for, for them and that fan base. Mike Gundy has done an unbelievable job because at one point, you know, we're thinking about, man, where's where's the win going to come for for Oklahoma State? How many games can this team win after the Iowa State game? And certainly after, you know, they just got absolutely obliterated by South Alabama. But, man, have they turned this around. I don't know if I've seen a turnaround this impressive that I can remember right off the top of my head because this team looked like it was going to crater – and finish like four and eight, right? Sure. And now they've got a chance to go to the Big 12 championship game. Uh, Oklahoma's favored in this game. I think a lot of that is the history of the series, clearly. But it should be a very interesting football game come Saturday. All right, keep those texts rolling in. I'm debating something. My (laughs) uncle has texted me and said, I just finished Lebby and the Jets. I'm ready on the piano if you are. Now, normally, I would save that for T-Row on Friday. 
But he says, quote, it's my magnum opus, which means like masterpiece. He's like, I don't I don't want you to wait. I don't know. What do you guys think? Should we wait? Should we wait for Lebby and the Jets? He says it's 90 seconds of brilliance, okay? I, I didn't know that Uncle was a musician. I, I guess he he's surprises me. He said he's got a piano at his place, wherever he is. Parts unknown, but it's ready to go. So should we do Lebby and the Jets now or wait until Friday? I, I say we're we'll just going to let the people decide. We will only do it one time before Friday morning because he says I want to play it for T-Row as well. But let us know if you want to hear it now or wait till Friday. We'll let you guys decide. All right, stay with us. Coming right back on the uh, Home of Sooner Fans, Wednesday edition. Josh Helmer in for Parker Thune. Coming right back, right here on The Ref. They have voted overwhelmingly to hear Levy and the Jets with my uncle, and we'll have it here in just a couple minutes. I even got a, a text from my uh, neighbor, who's a great dude, Daniel. Uh, he says, play, Uncle, now, please. <laughs> so if you don't get to listen in the mornings, we, we've never done this before. We'll do it one time before T-Rose because I kind of feel bad about that, too, but people want to hear it. Uh, let me tell you about Riverwind Casino first. They've got great promotions happening right now, including now through November 10th, the final championship countdown. You can win a trip to the 2023 Big 12 championship game. Get on out there and take part in that great promotion. Just uh, – Get out, play with your wild card during the specified time period. Top five patrons who earn the most points on select awesome game machines, and they will point you to those machines, and uh, you will see the signage all around those machines. They've got the little championship countdown logo around them. Play those machines, and the top five patrons who earn the most points on those awesome game machines are going to win a couple of tickets to the Big 12 Championship game in Arlington with airfare, a hotel stay, ground transportation, also $500 in cash. So get out there and play as much as you can on those awesome game machines, and you'll have a chance to win, uh, again, the top five patrons. Not not just one, the top five patrons who earn the most points are going to win those Tickets, the airfare, the hotel stay, everything you need, plus $500 in cash in the final championship countdown. It's real easy. And, in fact, if you're like, you know, you go out there and you're looking for the machines, they'll point you right to where they are. You really can't miss them if you walk around. But get on out there to Riverwind Casino and have a chance to go see the Big 12 championship game on Riverwind with airfare, hotel, ground transportation, and $500 in cash. That is why Riverwind Casino is the best. They are the best. Okay, my uncle says – Wait a minute. I'm sitting at my Steinway now. Can we get on with it, please? All right. So here is the uh, – he says it's a shortened version, so I hope it doesn't disappoint people. But uh, my uncle, who has penned the new song, Levy and the Jets, as a not-so-much tribute to the Jet Sweep. Let's roll it. Not looking good, cuz Levy's running jet sweeps. Keeps calling these, he's not gonna be around. You need to get the offense better, cause to get off the ground. Oh, tell me, Ref Army, have you seen them yet? Yeah, they're just so played out. La 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 la, Levy and the Jets. Yes, they're weird, but not wonderful. Oh, Lebby's not really king. 
He's got a Heisman cue, Tommy Walker too, but he's still running another jet sweep. No! Levy and the Jets. There you go. That's it right there. What'd he say? Got a Heisman cue, Tawie Walker too, and you're going to run another jet sweep? No. Levy. <laughs> Levy. I don't know. Maybe he'll be on uh, the SNL musical guest soon. So there it is, 90-second version, cut-down version of Levy and the Jets right there. Very talented man. That, that he, is, uh, he is ready to go to Stillwater. I know that. All right, 405 651 3439 here on the uh, Chevrolet text line. Let's do it. Indecisive sooner. Please make this the new Ref Army anthem. <laughs> uh, Gunny of Stutzman's Army. Freeman with a sweep. Is this song licensed in trademark? <laughs> oh. Lay down the boogie and play that funky music till you die, Steel Man. Uncle's voice is very difficult. It's a very difficult listen. I thought he pinned some decent lyrics, but the voice is, he, he doesn't have it. He just doesn't have it. K-A and B-A. That was gold, Jerry, gold. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, all right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. No way uh, Gundy's punting on third and short, down two points with 2.11 left this year. The Ollie factor. That's from uh, John in Bartlesville. I, I don't think that Mike Gundy will be as conservative as he has been in this game. And you know, I don't think he's been as bad lately, has he? Um, I don't know, man. This, Like I said, bragging rights for a long time. And I know Sooner fans will bring up the uh, series record, but – that's that's one thing that could be a, a big feather in the Cowboys' cap is being able to brag about it. at least we won the last Bedlam for 15, 20 years, maybe longer. Who, who knows? Yeah, I mean, there's just no way to tell when this game uh, will get played again outside of obviously a bowl game or college football playoff if and when that date ever arrives. So, yeah, I mean, it's for Oklahoma State to be a massive feather in the cap and you're a part of the team you know how it is in Stillwater with OU you're a part of the team that beats OU in the final ever Bedlam game yeah that's uh that's go ahead and immortalize yourself you know and this may be a situation where the Sooners again wake up and they go out and tackle better I think clearly it looks like Stutzman is at least going to try and play Tommy Walker you know Brent talked about um you know they're hopeful there but I'm not sitting here saying that Oklahoma can't go win this football game. They've, they've got the better roster they can. There's no doubt about it. In the history of the series, clearly uh, the Sooners have been the dominant team. It's been the most dominant one-sided in-state series there is, right? But, you know, having the more talented roster doesn't mean you're going to win. You can only put 11 on the field at one time, right? Defensive line needs to be a lot better this yeah, week. Yeah, they got blocked and they got smashed a lot last week. No pass rush. 
And for the most part, they've been pretty good. They've been good against the run, right? They pressured the quarterback quite a bit, not last week. Now, well, now, Alan Bowman is not Jason Bean. I'm not saying he doesn't have any mobility, but he's not Jason Bean fast because you saw what happened with Jason Bean. He's really fast. Yeah, that should help. That, that, that should help the pass rush a little bit, too. Yeah, that will help, I think. All right. But uh, Bowman's played pretty well, though. It helps when you got a great running back, man. That takes that takes the pressure off of you quite a bit, right? Well, and let's hope this defensive line uh, can, can hold up in the, the run defense department. Obviously, Backer's going to be a part of that, too, so – the Danny Stutzman thing is a factor, but I just look at it and I say, okay, Gentry Williams, we we know, right, is going to play. Uh, what capacity? We hope uh, in, in a positive capacity. Stutzman, we're going to find out. I imagine he goes, but again, probably not going to be 100%. Peyton Bowen, have we heard anything there? He was in for a couple snaps last week, right? Was yeah. It, you know, on kicking team or whatever, but I I guess, they've, you know, he's been in a boot for a while. Hopefully he'll be in a lot better shape this week because that kid makes plays. All of which is to say those all three of those names could not play this week, and, I mean, obviously you're going to be in a much better situation if they do, but the defensive line, if, it, if it's anywhere what it was in Lawrence, those three guys can play, and I don't think necessarily you're going to win the football game. So that, that group has to be light years better back to the Texas-type performance. We, we were talking about this uh, the other day. What do you consider stopping or limiting Ollie Gordon to be? 125 yards? Yeah, I, th- I think if you can do that, you're going to have a good chance he's to gonna win. Break, he's going to break a couple runs. Now, you better hope it's not a 75 or an 80-yarder or whatever. But he's going to break some runs. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's that good. But, yeah, I would say I would look at 125 yards would be a really good job on Ollie Gordon. Assuming that this isn't the week that Oklahoma has five defensive backfield breakdowns, yes, I, I, on paper, I agree with you that if it's a buck twenty-five or lower, you, you feel pretty good about it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. What do you guys think? Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. All right, uh, let's take a break right here. We appreciate all the text rolling in. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. The Ref Army comes through every single day. We're going to get to as many as we can. Keep them rolling in. All right, let's take a break right here. We'll come right back to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line next right here on The Ref. You know, I always do a a bunch of prep work every day before the show, and then we just do texts, which is fine because the text line never stops moving. Uh, Pelicans and Thunder tonight, by the way, 630 on ESPN. Pelicans, remember, they were uh, the top dog in the West for a long time last year. Until uh, Zion got hurt, but uh, the Thunder took down New Orleans in uh, the play-in game before losing to Minnesota. But it's a 6:30 tip tonight on ESPN, uh, and the Rangers can get it done tonight. Man, I'm still suffering from Alex. Rangers. The Rangers can uh, win it tonight, man. 11 to seven. It was 10 to nothing after three innings last night. Cruising, baby, out in Phoenix. And you think when Garcia goes down, you're thinking, and Scherzer, you know, was that problematic? Yeah, but not nearly as much as Garcia. And you're thinking, man, they're, they're, here we go. Blood in the water tonight? Yes, but the, the Rangers' heartbreak back in 2011 to the Cardinals could be – it will never be forgotten, but it will be uh, – it'll be a huge celebration tonight if the Rangers win it in game five, 7 o'clock on Fox. One more victory, and T.J. Perry and Bronx celebrate, as does Texas Rangers Nation. All right, you want to get back to some text? We got it, man. 
like I said, the most difficult job, job that we have here is trying to get all the texts in because they, they're nonstop. No kidding. Yeah, there's a lot. Scary Gary, imagine Jeff Levy pulls a leech and drops a play script full of jet sweeps and quarterback draws. <laughs> we were saying, here's what's going to happen. Like the first or second play of the game is like Gavin Freeman's going to go like 65 yards for a touchdown oh, on, no. a, on a jet sweep. No, stop it. <laughs> well, it'd be welcome if, uh, if it does happen. Uh, from the 405, I'm just not sure Jeff Levy has enough coordinating experience without an offensive genius head coach to lean on. Heupel, Kiffin. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that's it. Yeah, I, I it's don't just so know. tough to gauge. Uh, to me, you know? it's been just baffling. There've been some games. This this week was baffling. I thought the SMU game plan was baffling. I didn't think they opened it up enough there. I think they were, you know, playing around with a run game, maybe a little bit too much in that game. But you know, they uh, they're still seven and one, and you know they can still win out, go eleven and one, go to the Big Twelve championship game. We'll see, but. Uh, look, when you're an OC at Oklahoma, Josh Heupel, Golden Boy, 2000 national champion, they had to fire Josh Heupel because it wasn't good enough for a while. So, and then they brought in freaking Mills, you know, but, you know, uh, we'll see. Let's see what happens this week. It could be a lonely gig, right? I mean, you're, you're the first person to receive the shrapnel when things go wrong a lot of times, the offensive play caller. Though, last week I think merited – with, uh, with Jeff Levy in Oklahoma. EJ from Louisiana, this may be the game where Levy's overly aggressive and it either pays off big or it hurts really bad. Well, and here's the thing you have to do to throw the ball down the field, too. you got to protect, right? But Oklahoma, for the most part, has been pretty good in pass pro most of the year. So, we'll see. I Look, whatever you got to do, throw everything out there. Be more aggressive. Just be uh, – like I said, and you can talk about conditions – I don't know how much they got spooked by that horrible pass, the pick six that DG threw early in the game. But if you believe again that, you know, the Heisman's over for Dylan Gabriel, clearly. But if you believe that you've got a, a guy that's good enough to be mentioned in the Heisman, you know, so far this year, let him let him throw the football. As the kids say, let him cook. Yeah, absolutely. As old people say, let him throw the football. <laughs> right. Let him go make a play. From the uh, 405, hey, fellas, my take on OU's defensive slump, it's a technique and personnel problem right now. One is the rash of defensive injuries and then non-aggressive tackling. They mentioned uh, Justin Harrington kind of got the, the injuries train mm -hmm. uh, started early. But uh, on the, the tackling, our run defense needs to go back to the basics. They're still getting in good position for tackling, but they've stopped attacking the football carrier and receiver. They're waiting for the ball carrier to make a move first or waiting for the play to come to them rather than forcing the offensive player to make a move. Yeah, think about that Texas game, and I know people say, Texas had 530 yards. You know, to me, it's always about how many points did they score. And the Sooners, they were clutch in that game. But also, for the most part, in that game against what I still think is a really good Texas team, I'm not saying they're great, but they're really good, and they're tougher than some of the previous Texas teams. But Oklahoma won the battle at the line of scrimmage most of the day in the Cotton Bowl. Not all of it, but most of the day. They got the edge. You got to get back to that, man. You've got to get mad, you sons. You know, like Alec Baldwin told the sales staff. Go take it. That's right. Get mad, you sons of, you know what. Go take it. What do you think about this? From the 918, Oklahoma's played conservatively all year. Even Texas, they played so conservatively, they let Texas take the lead. It took DG with a great drive to win the game. 
I don't know that I agree on the Texas game, but I could entertain your argument for SMU and Cincinnati and some others. You know, they were, it felt like one score away from pretty much putting Texas away, though, too, right? And they just didn't And they went on fourth down and it didn't yeah, work. That's right. But, um, yeah, I, I just, again, I don't know what to do. Tommy Walker's been the only uh, good piece in the rent game. Sawchuck ripped off a touchdown against UCF. Uh, those guys, I get it, they've been injured a lot of the year. They're trying to come back from that. We saw them. Both uh, Gavin Sawchuck and Javante Barnes go for over 100 against a really good Florida State defense. Not like Florida State was resting a bunch of guys in that Cheez-It Bowl, right? They looked really good. But uh, to me, if you don't have a healthy or at least a 90% Tommy Walker this week. Better be throwing it a lot. You better be throwing it, yeah, because the, the run game has been Tommy Walker, and he's been great, man. He's tough as nails, tough to bring down. But the only thing about Tommy Walker is he's not a breakaway guy. But he's going to get you tough yardage, and he can rip off a 15, 20-yarder. But he's not going to be that guy that gets through the hole, makes a move. And, but he's, he's clearly been their best option all year. And they have done, I think, a disservice to the running game by trying to force-feed others again and again and again, waiting for Major to happen, waiting for Sawchuck to happen. Now here again, trying to, ha- trying to force Barnes to happen. Tommy Walker's the option. Yeah, yeah. That's if he's healthy, he should get the uh, huge chunk of the uh, the carries in this game Saturday. All right, the Sooners a six point favorite. Uh, that's the line I'm still seeing right now. Two thirty on ABC coming up this Saturday, and uh, Bedlam's going to be fun, man. It's going to be really fun. Who would have thought, you know, at earlier in the season? Yeah, you know what. Oklahoma State's got a chance to win out and go to the Big 12 championship and win it and has a have a Heisman Trophy winner. If you would have said that after South Alabama, people would have had you committed. We'll be right back.